pushing through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And today we have a lot of NBA news. Preseason basketball is back, BJ. But we start with the Greek freak, a man who went from selling CDs in the streets not too long ago, about 10 years ago, to having the largest contract in NBA history. He signs the Supermax with the Milwaukee Bucks, $228 million. So we'll start off with the with an easy one, BJ. Congratulations to the Greek freak and Giannis Antetokounmpo, richest man in NBA history. Well, yes, everyone will focus in on the money and the amount. Yeah. And that is great. That's terrific. I think he has secured the financial future of his family, of himself, yep. of his kids, yep. of his kids, kids, kids. But the thing that I'm happiest about for Giannis is to see this young man at this age accept the responsibility of what it means to be a great player and accept that challenge to live out on that island of success. There aren't mm. many players who want that responsibility and want to shoulder that responsibility of what it means to be all along on that island. Mm. He has accepted that challenge and I applaud him wholeheartedly because that is phenomenal to watch. He's not running from the challenge. He's not looking for help. He's not looking to say what I need. He is saying the following. He's displaying Mm. grit. He's displaying character. And he's saying, okay, it may be bumpy along the way. It may be some ups and downs along this journey, but I'm fully committed to it. And I'm willing to take, this journey and walk this path with this group, with this organization, and we will figure it out. So to me, this is a great day for the NBA because clearly he is displaying a different view of looking at what it means to be a star player today. Mm -hmm. And I got to applaud him for that. And very well done. It speaks to him. It speaks to who he is as a person. And I think it will be great for the NBA. And I think the NBA will be better because of a star player like Giannis staying in a small market and not running to play with other players, trying to chase whatever it is they are looking for because they could win or lose a basketball game. Yeah, I would say that this past decade in the NBA, at least for players, has been the decision decade, right? It has been a, you know, we called it a copycat league. Coach Brown came on our last podcast, called it a copycat league. And that's what it's been like for the players, right? Since LeBron went to Miami, we've seen so many different players make that decision. Kevin Durant, obviously probably the biggest one other than LeBron. But then even Kawhi last year, you know, going to the Clippers, we've seen all these guys make decisions. And it's not to say that it's wrong to make a decision or or try to chase down another situation with another team. But it has become so in vogue that when something like this happens, which Giannis Antetokounmpo says, I want to stay with Milwaukee, I want to stay home, as he called it, and be here for five more years. And like you said, shoulder the burden or whatever you want to call it uh, to find a championship for a small market team. There was hope, you know, uh, there was a loss of hope, really. Like Kimball Walker, you know, as a Charlotte Hornets fan, when he leaves and goes to the Celtics, not to say that that decision wasn't mutual, but again, it was a small market team losing their star. And you, you felt like, what is the draw? If LeBron doesn't want to stay in Cleveland, what, what are these small market teams going to do? 
And the fact that Giannis Antetokounmpo decides to stay, sign the Supermax, stay in Milwaukee, give it a run. He has an all-star there with, you know, Chris Middleton right next to him. He also has Drew Holiday, who they traded for. They made some moves to convince him to stay there. Um, but like you said, I agree with you. I think this is a nice throwback, whatever you want to call it. But it, it is great for the NBA. It is great for Giannis Antetokounmpo. And it's also one of those things where I can see the Greek freak from a brand. You know how all these guys talk about branding. I mean, this is the most Jordan-esque move you can make. You know, this is, uh, I, I, when Jordan came to Chicago, he said, I want to bring a championship here, and he was laughed at. Giannis is kind of the same thing. You know, people may scoff, they may make little jokes or remarks, but he's putting that burden on himself to will a team to a championship. And on the last show, I asked you, you know, who was the best player in the NBA, and you gave me nine other guys, and you said you put Giannis with any of them, he'll win a title. And that speaks to a lot of the talent that he has, obviously, but also the the faith and the belief that he has proven on the court. He's the two-time reigning MVP. It seems like we, we forget about that. And the fact that he is bought into the Milwaukee Bucks is great for the franchise, and uh, it's great for NBA basketball. I'm very excited about it, BJ. I think this is, this is more exciting than making a move to a Miami Heat or a Toronto Raptors or to the Warriors, all the things that were discussed. Yes, they're flashy. Yes, they're wow moments, but... This sticks. This will be a part of his legacy play at the end of the day. And uh, I think it was a great move for Giannis. I couldn't agree more. I'm really excited for this young man. He is, you know, he is my favorite player in mm. the NBA. He's my favorite player. And the reason being is he doesn't run away from the responsibility. And when you are a superstar player, and clearly he has ascended to that level, yep. to watch him take this challenge because this is not going to be an easy road for him to be able to figure this out. You know, that takes grit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy to, you know, go and try to figure out how to connect with another player and not saying anything is wrong with that decision. If that's what's best for you, but to watch this young man, accept that responsibility to me is a beautiful thing. This is mm -hmm. a beautiful day for the NBA. Look, mm -hmm. the money is the money. And he deserves every penny. But to watch him come out now with this challenge on his shoulder and know what needs to be done, it speaks volumes about him. Mm -hmm. I want to go play with him now <laughs> yeah. because, yeah, yeah. you know what? He's all, he's all in with two feet. He doesn't have mm -hmm. one foot in, one foot out the door. He's not going into the locker room and – with the with that hanging over the, sh the 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 heads of his teammates or the organization, what is Giannis going to do? Mm -hmm. I'm all in, mm -hmm. and if you guys want to come play with me, great. And the last player who did it that way, his name was Tim Duncan. Mm -hmm. That's leadership, and that's what's needed today more than anything. So this generation, we know now who is going to be the next one the next leader. His name is Giannis. Giannis is there. Giannis is going to be the guy that I'm going to say in the next five to 10 years, he will make the, the biggest, he will have the greatest imprint on the league because of his commitment and leadership that he's displaying right now. Whether he's aware of it or not, I think he is aware. That's why he did it. He is going to be the one that's going to take this league to the next level in the in, in, in the future and I think he is the future of the NBA 
I think he is international Jordan. I think he is a guy that, you know, we talked about what Jordan did when he went over with the Dream Team and made an impact in Barcelona and around the world. And Giannis Antetokounmpo is a, a, a basketball player of the world. He, you know, he is an international star and uh, he can supersede some some of the things that we've seen in the league before. We said, you know, when we did the preview that for the Bucks, we wanted to do a mental check-in. That was the term that you and I agreed on. And we don't even have to do that anymore. The mental check-in is checked. You know, he checked that box. He said, I am here. I am invested. I want to win in Milwaukee. And I think there's a ripple effect around the around the league, BJ, because a lot of teams, as much as they, they're never going to admit it, they were posturing to make a pitch to Giannis. And now that that is not in the equation, a team like the Miami Heat, a team like the Boston Celtics, a team like the Toronto Raptors, they have to not necessarily change course, but they also know that Milwaukee's going to be in the running. You know what I mean? They're going to be a team that is competing for a championship, and they're going to have probably the best player in basketball for the next five years. And that is a that is a scary sight for the rest of the league, and that is a a confidence boost. I feel like if you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan, or if you're you know a player in the league that is trying to find a home and compete for a championship, you now know one place that's open. Giannis is open in Milwaukee. He wants to contend. And if you want to compete with him, the door is open. So in my mind, I immediately go to guys like PJ Tucker, people like that, that could go there and compete with him. He's going to have winners that want to play for him. Kind of like the Warriors have had the Lakers have it right now a little bit. So I think uh, it's good news for small market teams, BJ. I'm excited. The Milwaukee Bucks. You are in the game. Congratulations. Congratulations. (laughs) And I, 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 I am thrilled. I'm thrilled beyond mm-hmm. because this is a new day. And to see this young man step up to the plate like this, this is this is great. So yeah. count me in now as a Milwaukee Bucks fan. Count me in now as a Giannis. And I'm going on the record to say this young man be will be at the end of his career one of the greatest players to play this game because Absolutely. of this decision today. Absolutely. I agree. And it's one of those things when you can get the old heads to give a tip of the cap. You know, we, we had the generational, you know, back and forth, the ratata, whatever you want to call it. And the fact that Giannis makes his move and you immediately see across all spans and spectrums, everyone give that kind of respect. You know, I mean, it, it wasn't an easy bubble for the Bucks to get upset by the heat. They have the, the whole situation when they, they decided to boycott a game. I mean, it was not an easy road to take for Giannis to make a decision. He's not coming off some positive experience where he wins a championship and signs an extension. This is a, this is a tough decision, and this is a real decision that shows real commitment. So shout out to Giannis. And uh, speaking of small market teams, BJ, I got to talk about our guy Bismack uh, and his newfound rookie that he is taking underneath his wing right now. And that is, of course, the youngest ball brother, LaMelo Ball. I don't know how much you've watched the, the, the Hornets play so far in preseason, but if you watch the games, LaMelo doesn't necessarily start. He definitely doesn't start. He doesn't get the most minutes. But when he does come in, BJ, it's a show. And uh, he's feeding the big man, which uh, I know you respect as a point guard. You know, I've watched both of their games, mm-hmm. the Charlotte Hornets. I've watched both of their preseason games because I'm intrigued, one, with LaMelo Ball. But two, mm-hmm. I watch my clients and I, I, I watch. I like to watch them play. And I wanted to watch bismack play and i called bismack after the game and i hope he doesn't mind me sharing this responsibility i'm sharing this conversation that we had but the reason i'm sharing it is because you never know where wisdom and knowledge is going to come from Mm -hmm. we assume that if you are playing 
a position, a guard, that there's going to be another guard who's going to share with you some wisdom at how to play that position. And that may be the case for some. But looking at their relationship on the floor, it reminded me of a guest that we had on the show, Bill Cartwright. Mm. Because Bill Cartwright... The teacher. Yes. I refer to him, we refer to him as the teacher. And watching Bismack and LaMelo Ball play just reminded me of my career mm. when Bill Cartwright, for whatever reason, I have no idea, he took me under his wing. Now, he was a center. <laughs> I was a point guard. Mm -hmm. What's the connection? As I'm watching these young people out there playing Bismack, Bismack is teaching this young man how to be a professional. That's mm -hmm. the key. This is professional sports. This isn't, it is, it's not always glamorous. It's not always you win every single game. You make every single shot. You're going to have ups and downs, in particular as a point guard, as a rookie. To watch Bismack share with him how to become a professional is the most valuable thing that LaMelo Ball will learn in the NBA. That mm -hmm. young man has all the talent. You don't just teach someone how to do what he does naturally. Watching him become a pro, like Bismack Biyombo with that talent, that's an mm -hmm. unstoppable combination. And I'm forever thankful, and I've said it many a times here, that the greatest achievement that I had when I came into the NBA was to be drafted to a team full of professionals because mm -hmm. that set the stage for me for the rest of my career. For LaMelo Ball to have a Bismack Biombo beside him to learn what it means to work, to, 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 to how to work, how to prepare, how to take on a, a responsibility, but more importantly, how to compete at this, at this level in this league, he will be forever thankful for those lessons and life lessons that he will learn from Bismack Biombo has nothing to do with basketball, mm -hmm. but learning how to understand what this league is all about with someone where, you know, is teaching you how to function in this business. That young man there will, that young man, LaMelo ball will always cherish that moment there because that is a gift when you have a mm -hmm. professional by your side. And he's also feeding Bismack in the games, which I think is, uh, you know, that that's how you pay homage back to to someone giving you game like that. I mean, he's throwing behind the back passes to Bismack, throwing lobs to Bismack. I mean, Lamelo's a pass first guy, and I I think that you know what it is, BJ. When you can touch the basketball, everybody's happy. So Lamelo likes to give the ball to all around to all, you know, everybody on the team, share the ball. They got a bunch of young guys. Uh, you know, I was talking to my dad that he, you know we both said this. This is the first time we watched the Hornets in a long time where we feel like we're watching a professional basketball team. And <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what I mean? And it's not to, not to say anything bad about the Hornets, but, you know, with Hayward and Bismack, you, you know, they're pros out there. And then the young guys like P.J. Washington, he's a pro. I mean, Miles Bridges. So all these young guys that they have, they all are professional basketball players. They all have a professionalism to themselves. And LaMelo is professional as well. He's fitting into that mold. And, and it's a good sight to see. I'm excited. It's another, another win for small markets. I'm not saying that the Hornets are going to win a championship like the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
But it is exciting to know that they can compete for the playoffs and that they have, like I said, a real professional basketball team. And Bismack was drafted by the you know the Bobcats back then, but you know he's been in Charlotte. He he is you know beloved uh, by the fans there. Lamelo is obviously beloved by the fans, and uh, I'm happy for Michael Jordan. You know this is this is a fun basketball team to own. I feel like so that's a that's a that's a that's a win for everybody. Yeah, he said the kid is incredibly talented. Mm. He just said the kid is. In- incredibly talented and he's a terrific listener and listen what he's been able to do thus far and playing the way he's played in the first two games it's very difficult to do you know you come into this league and i'm and and i always say you know look there are five positions but that point guard position is the most difficult position because you can't just go out there and play you have to learn how to manage the game you have to learn how to manage time and score there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that go that go in to the game that requires from that position you know we saw a masterful job last year with John ja Morant mm-hmm. you know you don't just see a young player at that position come in and manage the game and time and score be able to score, figure out, and by the way, win games. Mm-hmm. You don't just, you don't just, you know, come into this league every year and see players like that. Lamelo Ball, you know, he has size, and he passes the ball extremely well, and his size definitely contributes to that. He can see over the defense, and he's he's very clever with his left hand, right hand, and he's making passes that you don't see a young player especially at his age make at that age but he's able to do it so mm-hmm. biz it speaks very highly of him i think what he has shown in the first two games you're very excited but look if we put it in its proper perspective this is preseason mm-hmm. let's not get too excited it's preseason. <laughs> we don't know how the teams are going to defend him they don't know what he really is capable of doing offensively defensively yet and there isn't a scouting report on him so but based on what we've seen let's 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 make this very clear he has talent now Mm -hmm. he's going to have to continue to improve he's going to have to continue to you know work on things that he needs to work on and and obviously the the grind of the season so forth and so on but if you're just looking at talent man i'm excited about the future of the charlotte hornets Mm, me too. Me too. And it's the first time in a long time. I mean, when they changed the name back to Charlotte or to the Hornets, they had Lance Stevenson signed. You know, that was a whole thing. But uh, I, uh, I've i never been this excited for this team. And I know it's preseason, BJ, but um, they got professional basketball players. They're going to compete. They're going to be in games. And it was fun to see them go against the Rock, or not the Rockets, the Raptors with Nick Nurse's team. And, you know, I have a lot of respect for the Raptors. So it was good to see them compete against those guys. So a win for everybody. And also LaMelo Ball said he doesn't spend his NBA money. So uh, that that's a very veteran, you know, comment. I think BJ doesn't spend NBA money, only endorsement money. We like to hear that. That's good for your future. Save up your money, Lamelo. That's what we like to hear. And then uh, Midas, what do we have now? We have Kanye Irving, is what they're calling the situation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Midas. Okay. Midas gonna play the clip for us. I was you. I was you. What you are now? That's what I'm up here. I same mentality. I'm getting to a spot. I'm raising up. I'm getting to a, a, a bucket. My footwork is impeccable. I have length. I'm able to shoot over top, hold, hold the follow through, and I don't see people. I, 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 do you not feel the same way? I do sometimes, but 
I'm just saying I don't think that's good for the continuity of our offense if our point guard always want to be at underneath the rim. You know what I'm saying? You know what? That that can come off. That can come off. You get what I mean? I do. You're right. That can come off like I'm trying to implement myself. Just okay. So what about yeah. so what about seven post ups instead of eight? I mean, we negotiated. I think I thought we was gonna do two and a half or uh, two and a half post ups a game. The half one is like I throw you the ball in the post and you just throw it right back out to me. No, but I'm also saying I feel like every play down I have a mismatch, no matter who's in front of me. So I think that that mentality mixed with having that post guard is a great balance, you know, for our squad, for our offense. Yeah, we're going to see, though. I think – I mean, I, I know I'm on post-ups are negotiable, but I I think four and a half works, like eight. That – that what? We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. I got another question. Okay, what's up? Uh, there you have it, BJ. Seven post ups at least for Kyrie. Uh, that's 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 where we are. That this is this is we Kyrie told us he wasn't going to talk to the media. You and I were upset because we wanted to hear from Kyrie, but we didn't know that we just get free Instagram sessions where we get to hear him and Kevin Durant decide and decipher how they're going to run offense on the Nets. <laughs> I, I don't think that's a good idea, uh, you know, for your opponents that I'm sure are online. Dave Lillard was in the comments. Uh, but Kyrie Irving says he needs seven post-ups. As a point guard, how many post-ups does B.J. Armstrong need uh, in a game? D- does he need seven at least? Or, I mean, is this a stretch? I don't know. I found this a very funny conversation. <laughs> Tate, as you know, and as our listeners know, mm-hmm. I am really a big trapped inside of a point guard's body. Yeah, yeah. I love the bigs. <laughs> So there's a little Kyrie in me right now. Okay, okay, good, good. <laughs> there's a little, there's a little Kyrie in me right now. <laughs> and when he said, and I'm, you know, uh, hopefully I'm quoting him correctly. He said initially he said he should get eight touches on mm-hmm. the box. Mm-hmm. That was music to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> now. <laughs> You know, I want to put some respect on that man's name <laughs> because as a small guard, <laughs> to be able to get touches on the box with a live dribble, that was my dream come true yeah, as a yeah. player. I mean, yeah. you know, every time that I got below the free throw <laughs> line, because I wasn't good enough to do that, I had to dribble below the free throw line to hopefully get a screen to create space and do what I needed to do. But Kyrie said he's going straight to the box and he's going to catch the ball with a live dribble. Now, <laughs> now, Tate, you know, everyone's laughing. I'm not laughing at that. Yeah. I was like, that made me more interested in the whole conversation. So yeah. for him to like say, you know, I, I need seven touches down there. Tate, I'm all for that. I mean, if he shoots over 50%, you can't argue. You can't argue with the results. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm okay with that. Count me on Team Kyrie right now. I'm, I'm on Team Kyrie. Where hey, Seven touches from the point guard? Tate, I'm all for that. <laughs> hey, how do I get in? How do I get into that? I, I love to get a touch on the box with a live dribble. I mean, Tate... <laughs> That might have been the most that might have been the most exciting part of my NBA career is to get the ball below the free throw line with a live dribble. I mean yeah. I mean I I'm excited, <laughs> Tate. I'm excited for that. <laughs> like you know, well, that's 
Yeah, that's a dream. But KD did not look as excited as you are right now. He he was like, oh, maybe we'll do four or something like that. But then when they play each other with each other in their first game, they look totally in sync. And I think a lot of people are underestimating as much as they like to joke about KD and Kyrie about their social media outreach or whatever they want to say. These guys do love the game of basketball and they study it and they obsess over it. And they're talking about, yeah, I mean, this is what they're talking about on Instagram Live, you know, post up touches. And uh, they seem obsessed with it. They obviously seem excited to play with each other. And I think this is good for basketball. You know what I mean? I, I think it's good to have Kyrie and KD discussing these things, having real basketball conversations. Cause, you know, I've been around KD. You obviously know Kevin very well. Kevin loves the game of basketball. Like he is obsessed with it, he is a historian of it. He wants to talk about it. He wants to, you know, compare his game to everybody else's. He wants to improve his game at all times. Those are those are conversations he's having. So I enjoy being able to be a part of them. Thanks, Instagram, for letting us have those moments. Yeah, you know, all jokes aside, you know what's really funny about the conversation, though? Yeah. Is all of the bigs now are going out to the three-point line. Mm-hmm. And all of the littles... <laughs> go to the post. They want to go to the post. That to me was was the funniest yeah. part of the game, and all of us littles, all of us guards, we dream of just being able to play the game below the free throw line, mm-hmm. like with a live dribble. I mean, I mean Tate. Like, do you know? Like, I mean, mm. I mean, if you if I could just catch the ball, if I could just get twenty touches. Below the free throw line with a live dribble. Tate, I got to believe that I can score seven out of 20. Yeah. I gotta that's, what Kyrie's, that's what Kyrie's saying. I got to believe he, I can score seven out of 20. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, if I'm feeling good, you know, maybe 10 and 12 out of 20. That's a pretty good percentage. It's 50%. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a, Tate, that's a really solid game. If, if you get 20 post-ups, if you were big or in that era when they used to post up, and you scored half the time, you're a Hall of you're, Fame player. Yep, yep. So to hear how the littles want to go in the box. Now, the <laughs> one thing here I want to point out is as a guard, I always listen to the guards and what they say. And I always listen to the guards because the guards kind of always give you what's going on during the game because they're a very skilled player. The one thing that I've learned in talking to guards in the NBA is the only place that they can operate now is on the box. Why? Because mm-hmm. if you watch an NBA game, everyone's going to five out offenses. There's no more room on the perimeter to do your mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. There's somebody standing there. You're dribbling into traffic. Yeah. So Kyrie was, I don't know if he was joking or not. But let me tell you something. The next great player is going to have to go to the box because that's the only place in the half court that's actually open now. Because everyone is standing on the perimeter. Mm -hmm. If you watch an offense today, you're not watching bigs get touches on the box. You're not watching post-up players on the strong side or the weak side. You're watching five perimeter players standing above (laughs) the three-point line ready to shoot an open three mm-hmm. and Kyrie knows just like I know when the game slows down the players who can play from those areas the Anthony Davises the Kawhi Leonard's the LeBron James those are the players who have the greatest chance to advance because that's the only area on the floor that's actually open 
Mm. And if there's anything in Giannis's game that has to improve, is everyone keeps talking about jump shots, jump shots. Okay. All right. That sounds good in the regular season. Giannis is going to have to touch that ball on the box so that he can accept the double team and create an open shot for his teammates in the half-court offense. Mm-hmm. And Kyrie, now, even though he's not big, okay, but there were some big guards who could do that, Magic Johnson being one. Yep. Oscar Robertson being another. Mm-hmm. And if you can have a guard who could catch that ball on the box. I mean, even Jordan in the second, you know. Jordan was really yeah. a center. This is yeah. what people don't understand. Jordan was really a center. Mm-hmm. He caught the, the ball on the box. Big, great post and I'm not taking away anything. Away. Yeah. Him and Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant went to work out with Akeem Olajuwon. <laughs> yeah, you can tell in the way that he moves his feet on the block. So yeah. if you could catch the ball in an operating area with a live dribble, do you know the advantage that you have as an offensive player? Mm-hmm. That's what Kobe Bryant knew. That's what Michael Jordan knew. And any player today that can play from those positions, that's what Tim Duncan knew. Mm-hmm. All the great players, Shaquille O'Neal, they all could catch the ball in that area. Now, Kyrie Irving knows, and maybe he was making a, 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 a subliminal message to Kevin Durant. If Kevin Durant could play the game from that area right there consistently, because he can do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, he just he just kind of bounces around with what he's Man, doing. Man, you yeah. talking about something you you you're talking about something special now. Because you gotta get to that area. So yeah, it was a joke, but it really wasn't a joke because he's mm-hmm. right. If you're gonna win championship, you gotta play from that area and uh it's it's critical to advancing in the playoffs. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. The 2021 basketball season is here. The teams around the league took the offseason to retool and revamp and are ready to hit the court. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has rolled out another one of their can't-miss offers. Trying DraftKings Sportsbook is easy, so what are you waiting for? Get in on all the action now. To celebrate the return of basketball, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new players 100 to 1 odds on any featured matchup this week. That's right. All you have to do is bet $1 on any featured matchup this week and your team wins, you cash a crisp $100. While we are all excited for the return of basketball, let's not forget football playoffs are right around the corner as well. So head to the app now and check out all of DraftKings daily odds boost. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your own convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code LASTDANCE when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any featured matchup this week. That's code LASTDANCE for new players to get a shot at $100 on any featured matchup this week for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com plus Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Back to pushing through. We're talking about shooters, and uh, this list is floating around, BJ. You're number 13 all-time, 42% uh, from the three-point line, all-time NBA, ahead of Clay Thompson, ahead of J.J. Redick. Uh, Steve Kerr, number one on the list. Hubert Davis, my boy Hubert Davis, number three on the list. Uh, number five, Duncan Robinson came on the show. Steph Curry, number six at 43%. How, when you see that list, BJ, how do you feel? Uh, did, did you even know this? Or is this something that you're finding out as we tell you live on the air? I, I just find out things. I, I really, <laughs> you know, I'm looking at the list and I'm going. You love him the big, so I, I thought I'd remind you about uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I think I had an unfair advantage because I shot a lot of open threes, you know? <laughs> you know, I'm looking at these guys, you know, Steph Curry, for him to shoot 43% under the, under the duress that he's mm -hmm. under, that to me is amazing. You know, I, I played against the late Drazen Petrovic. I played mm -hmm. against Hubert Davis, played with <laughs> and against Steve Kerr. You know, it's a great list. Kyle Korver. But Legler. I'll tell you, yeah, Legler, you know, <laughs> I played against Legler. You know, it's, it's, it's a phenomenal Wesley person. I mean, these are all great shooters. But I'm going to tell you, as I look at the list, Steph Curry, to me, that's, that's impressive. Mm. It, it, because he is the focus of the defense. All these other guys, no disrespect. Yeah. You know, they were all like role players. Yeah, they're getting open shots. They're they're getting open shots. You know, Steph Curry is literally has two guys running yeah, after Steph him. Like Curry, it's not like it's not like Steph Curry is like okay, you know, don't guard that guy. You know, for Steph Curry. I mean, this guy's hauling up. This guy's hauling up, you know, half court shots like every game. Yeah. So he has no regard for like shooting percentage or anything. He's just you know he's just no. I mean he up. shoots three quarter court shots at the end of the half when it feels like he has no chance, and a lot of times it hits the back iron, and a couple times he's made it. So he's uh, so really I think the list should be Steph Curry. Number Steph Curry one. Yeah, should be yeah. like in his own list, and then the rest, and then everyone else should be like okay. This guy shot a lot of open shots, you know. Well, my Midas is gonna get upset with me if I don't bring up Sixer Seth Curry is number two on the list. Active Philadelphia seventy oh, sixer <laughs> Seth Curry, number two on the list. Starting starting shooting guard for your seventy sixers, Seth Curry, uh at forty four percent. So, you know, the Curry family in general, they're doing well in this list. You I don't know, know where Del Curry is. I yeah, feel like he I'm should be tell on this you, list. Del, I, I played <laughs> against Del Curry. I played with Del Curry for a year or two. Now that man could shoot. You know, yeah. we have one of the better shooting teams on that Charlotte team. I mean, you had, you had, yeah, Glenn, Glenn Rice. Yep. You had Steph Curry. I mean, and those guys could shoot. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I played with Chris Mullen. He could shoot. I yep. played with Trent Tucker. He could really shoot. Craig <laughs> Hodges, Steve Kerr, John Faxon. So I, I was in, always in good company. Uh, yeah. with, as far as the shooting goes, so, uh, but that's a good list. I think with Steph Curry is the only one that I go. Uh, that that's that's pretty impressive. Steph Curry, yeah. that's impressive what he's doing. I mean, for him to shoot that higher percentage, I got to give him credit. Uh, we'll give him. We'll give him credit. We'll also point out Steph Curry. I mean, he is with one team, and when he went to the Warriors, they. I remember he had that tweet in two thousand nine, which is basically like, "We will figure this out." And a lot of people kind of rolled their eyes, and uh, you know, he became unanimous MVP, won three championships. So Steph Curry deserves all the praise we can give him. One last thing, BJ, before we get out of here, we're going to make this all about you on the way out. Uh, Luca Garza, he is creeping up uh, to get in the top five scoring leaders all time at Iowa. He. He is uh he is number six right now. Did he pass him? Yeah, I think he did. I he did. He did, did he? So he officially passed you, Luca Garza, National Player of the Year, uh, contender for Iowa, obviously uh, the big Luca. Uh, he passed you, gets to number five on the Iowa scoring list. How does it feel? I know that you you enjoy Iowa basketball at all times, BJ, and they obviously beat my Tar Heels uh, about a week ago. So congratulations. Yeah, you know, shout out to Luca Garza. You know, I, I've I've. Yeah. I'm trying to remain calm about watching my Hawkeyes this year because I want to be a focused fan. Yep. This year, I want to be a focused <laughs> fan. Normally, mm -hmm. I just want to talk trash. 
And when they played the North Carolina Tar Heels, I wanted to talk a lot of trash to you. But I had. Some I'm glad you did. I don't know if I, I had some self restraint because okay. this Iowa team looks really focused this year, and I love the way they are playing. They are playing the game at a very high level. They have a terrific player in Luca Garza, and the ex- you can look at this team and just say. They're playing with a purpose. They mm-hmm. really believe that they have a good team this year. Mm-hmm. And they're going for it. And I respect that. So I'm going to show some self-restraint and say, you know what? When it's all said and done, he probably will be number one on the list. I mean, this young man's putting up numbers. I mean, he's putting mm-hmm. up numbers beyond. And they have a great game coming up this week versus uh, Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Yep. Yeah, Gonzaga this week. And... Um, He's a terrific collegiate player. He's a terrific player overall. And I think he's, you know, as far as what he's going to do professionally, I think he will play professionally. Yeah. But when you when you look at what he has done, you look at where he, how his game has improved, somehow he just figures it out. You know, he's not the most athletic. He's not, you know, jumping over people. But when you look at his numbers and you look at the results of what he's getting, he has an impact on winning. Mm-hmm. And um, I got to give him credit. So bravo to him. Congratulations. And, um, he, you know, he, if he's healthy and he's playing, he will be the number one. He will be the all-time leading scorer in Iowa history because of yep. the numbers he's putting up. Yeah, he's ridiculous. I think 179 points in 149 minutes, something like that. Something insane at this point. Uh, I just have to say, that it's not even about Luca Garza when I watched Iowa. It was about these shooters. I've never seen so many white boys that can shoot. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know where they found them. As as a white boy who can shoot himself, I was upset. I'm like, my God, someone close out on these kids, but they can stroke it. Uh, I know well, that you, you were proud as out. a shooter. Yeah. I mean, how, can, I was, how can you close out when you you have to deal with Luca? And yeah. the thing is, the thing is about Luca is okay. Yeah, he gets all the credit for scoring, but he's a good passer. Yeah, he is. He is. That's the thing that really stands out to me is he accepts the double team and he passes it like willingly. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not like faking like he wants to pass it like so he can score. He like passes it and then, you know, he'll pass it and he'll repost. And then he'll he really is a nice basketball player. Yeah, and, he gets uh, it. He so gets it. I don't want to talk trash. I'm going to be a focus this year. I'm going to be a focus <laughs> fan. Don't bother me when Iowa comes on. You know what I'm doing. I need my yep. two, three hours. Yep. Yep. My family knows. And then at the end of this year, then I'm going to talk trash. But right <laughs> now, I'm going to be focused. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to watch the games with great humility. But I'm giving those guys credit, man. They're playing good basketball right now. Yeah, I, I feel a Final Four run. I don't want to jinx it, though. So I'll knock on wood for you, BJ. Uh, I'm pulling for the Hawkeyes as well. I, I love my North Carolina team, but they're young. It's not their year. So they'll, they'll, get it, they'll get it together next year. They got some talent. I like Iowa. I like Coach McCaffrey. He's been nothing but nice, you know, always. So uh, we'll, we'll pull for them. Uh, one last note before we get out of here. John Moran is back. Uh, I don't know if you've watched him. Woo! but. Man, John Moran, year two, he is taking no prisoners. There will be no sophomore slump. He is dunking on everybody. He's laughing at them. And uh, you talked about figuring it out. That kid figured it out day one, so he's different. That man jumped so high, (laughs) he jumped off my television. (laughs) Yeah. That that man is fun to Mm -hmm. watch play. And he's flashy. He's spectacular. He's exciting. 
dynamic and all of those things. But when you watch his game, he's fundamentally sound. Mm-hmm. He's like a throwback. Yeah, just keeps coming. He's a grinder. He grinds the game out. <laughs> he competes, and you know he just he plays the game at such a high level. You know, you got to wonder, like, where did he learn this? Because you mm-hmm. just don't see young players come in to the league with that level, the way he plays mm-hmm. in year one, now in year two for him. Yep. So, you know, whoever gave him the nickname Must See TV, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen John ja Morant play, you need to watch this kid and all the young players. Don't get frustrated by watching him because he makes it look so easy. What he's doing is very difficult. But this young man is a star. Mm-hmm. I think he is a major problem. And it is so fun to watch him progress because you can see he's improved from last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could see. You could see in year two he has improved in just two games. Like I turn it on... And I said, oh, he's had a little bit of this and a little bit of that. <laughs> and it's already spicy. It's already spicy. <laughs> hey, he is. He serves. Yeah. He's oh, man. He, yeah. man, that, that, that young kid there. That, that, hey, I just, I love to watch him play against the veterans. I love to watch him play against Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. Derrick Rose. Russell Westbrook, you know, this year, Steph You could tell he grew up watching those guys. I mean, he took a lot from you know, them. You know what I love? <laughs> he takes on that challenge. Yep. He takes on that challenge. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I, I want to see him and Kyrie go at it. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. see them go at it. You don't understand what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> that's what I want to see because that young man there – I don't think he turns down his collar. He ain't turning down nothing. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I love him, but I don't want to get sidetracked <laughs> with him because he is a major problem, and the Memphis Grizzlies are set on repeat on my on my Directv because I'm yep. watching I'm watching him and I'm watching that game. So, um, what we got? Two more games before the regular season begins. Two more yep. preseason games. Yep. And let's close. get to the regular season, my friend, because, uh, hey, as they say, it's time. <laughs> it's time. It's about that time. And uh, you heard it here first on Pushing Through. We support small market teams. We uh, we talked about the Bucks, talked about the Hornets, talked about the Grizzlies. Uh, we'll get in, you know, to some some Orlando Magic talk, I'm sure, at some point <laughs> on this podcast. But we appreciate everyone tuning in to Pushing Through, and we'll be back on Thursday.